There are three lines from today's gospel that I'd like to comment on. The first one is, they widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. So my question to you is, how wide are your phylacteries? What is a phylactery? Well, look up Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 8. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore, you shall love the Lord our God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Take to heart these words which I enjoin on you today. Drill them into your children. Speak of them at home and abroad, whether you are busy or at rest. Bind them at your wrist as a sign, and let them be as a pendant on your forehead. Okay, the first part of that, does that sound familiar? Okay, last week in the gospel passage we had, Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus replied with this passage, this is called the Shema. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Therefore, you shall love the Lord our God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Okay, that's, that's the greatest commandment, loving God with everything we have. And Deuteronomy says, take these, to heart these words, drill them into your children, speak of them. Um, and then he says, Bind them at your wrist as a sign and let them be as a pendant on your forehead. Well, for the faithful Jews of Jesus' time, they took that very literally and they would write out the words of this greatest commandment and on a little scroll and they would roll up the scroll and they would put it in a leather box and then they would attach the leather box to their forehead and to their wrist. Okay, that's what phylacteries are. Now, there's a bit about tassels. Numbers chapter 15, 38 and 39. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them that they and their descendants must put tassels on the corners of their commandment, on their garments. Let the sight of them remind you to keep all the commandments of the Lord. Okay, so they, they put the tassels on, and, it, and if, you, if you've seen pictures of people uh, with Jewish, some you'll see some of the tassels on their garments. That's to remind them of keeping all the commandments. Loving the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul. What did Jesus say was the link to it? Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Okay. So here's the thing. Having phylacteries and tassels, I don't think is a bad idea. In fact, I think we could use more of them in the world, all right? I think we could use more people who have it in their head and in their heart to follow God's commandments, loving God with all our heart, mind, and soul, loving our neighbor as ourself. Um, I don't know if we run around with phylacteries and tassels, but, you know, sometimes it's good to have uh, something that reminds you of your faith, whether you, you uh, a crucifix or a cross or an image or, or maybe a T-shirt that you wear. And it, it can do two things. One thing is it can remind yourself, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. I've noticed myself that when I have my collar in when I'm driving, I tend to drive more courteously. <laughs> okay? 
And sometimes if we're wearing a t-shirt or something that speaks about our faith, it can be an opening to have a conversation about faith, uh, to talk about uh, Jesus and who Jesus is for us. Okay? So Jesus wasn't upset with the Pharisees having phylactery, phylact, whatever they are, and uh, <laughs> phylacteries and tassels. The issue is they widen their phylacteries and they lengthen their tassels. In other words, they weren't doing it so that they could remember God's commandments and put it on the heart. They were doing it for show. They wanted other people, look at how holy I am. That's what Jesus is taking to task, okay? Now, a second one I wanted to comment on. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. I'm going to turn to our altar servers here, to these, to Mario here. Mario, is your dad here? What do you call him? Dad? Okay. So does Jesus mean call no on earth your father? Does he mean you should stop calling your dad dad? I don't think so. I think dads here like being called dads, I'm guessing. All right? Um, people call me father. Have you noticed that? Yeah. All right. Jesus, when he spoke of God, the heavenly father, he called him Abba. That means daddy. Abba is where the word abbot came from. The abbot was the head of the monastery, okay? Uh, that was the, for monks, and they would look to the, the leader as their, was their spiritual leader, their spiritual father. So that's where the priests have gotten this honorific custom of people calling us father, okay? The point that Jesus is, and I'm, I'm guessing we got some teachers out here too, and you want your students to stop acknowledging them as teachers? You know, call no one teacher. Well, Jesus is making the point when it comes to that image of Father, um, through baptism, we become adopted sons and daughters of God. So God becomes our Father, our Heavenly Father, all right? And what Jesus wants to emphasize is our primary relationship to one another is as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And when we forget that, and when we start getting a little too heady on our titles, that's when we get into trouble, okay? So our primary relationship is brothers and sisters in the Lord. Now, the third piece, the greatest among you must be your servant. Leadership in the Christian community is to be servant leadership. And each one of us is a leader. By our baptism, we were anointed priest, prophet, and king. We have some young people that next week they're going to be, we're going to do a rite of welcoming for them for confirmation, and they're going to receive the oil of chrism when they're confirmed uh, next year. And it's that sense of with our baptism and confirmed at our confirmation, we have been given a mission. We are called to leadership in one way or another, whether in our church, our family, our community, our school, uh, an elected office, we're called to leadership. But if we're doing it as Christians, it's to be servant leaders, okay? And St. Paul, in his second reading today to the Thessalonians, did you hear him mention how he mentioned toil and drudgery? 
didn't he? Well, Paul, being a leader, he experienced toil and drudgery, and from what I've noticed of leadership, you can count on that, okay? If you're going to be a leader, expect some toil and drudgery. It's all part of being service to others. Jesus said, I have come not to be served, but to serve, and he's invited us into that service. We have a pope in Rome, and there's a number of titles given to the pope, but my favorite title for the pope is Servant of the Servants of God, because I think that's really what the pope is called to be. And Jesus makes it very clear in our gospel today, our first reading made it very clear that uh, spiritual leaders, there's an occupational hazard of getting a little messed up with who they are. Uh, it's readings like what we heard today that's a good reminder for all of us. I want to mention the Pope, though. I have had it happen where people will tell me they're traveling to Italy and they're going to Rome, and how do they get to see the Pope? Well, the simplest way to do that is to show up at St. Peter's Square on Sunday. Because if the Pope's in town, he will do the Angelus from the papal apartments up from his balcony. And anybody in St. Peter's Square at 12.15 that day, you'll hear the Pope give a, a greeting. And sometimes the Popes will do that in different languages. He'll, he'll pray the Angelus with you, give you a blessing. And then the Pope always has some message, something to say. And as we gather here this morning, I, I was thinking about Pope Benedict. Fifteen years ago, his Angelus message on All Souls Day, I, it's, a, it's some words that he said that I want to direct in a particular way to anybody who came forward to light a candle in memory of a loved one who has died. Uh, but really, I, I want it for all of us, because we've all faced death of loved ones. And this is what Pope Benedict wrote or said. And, and he's describing eternal life. And so, you know, sometimes that's a hard concept to grasp, but I, I like how he articulated it. He said, eternal life is not an unending succession of days, but an immersion of oneself in the ocean of infinite love in which time before and after no longer exist. A fullness of life and of joy, it is this that we hope and await from our being with Christ. And then the Pope goes on. Today we renew our hope in eternal life, truly founded on Christ's death and resurrection. I am risen and I am with you always, the Lord tells us, and my hand supports you. Wherever you may fall, you will fall into my hands, and I will be there, even to the gates of death. Where no one can accompany you any longer, and where you can take nothing with you, there I will wait for you to transform for you the darkness into light. Pope Benedict died last year. May his words be true for him now and for all of us when our time on earth comes to an end.